Pelican fans, welcome back. It's Zach Miller and Peter Hale. It's the Midtown Madness podcast. Before we get going, thank you so much for listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Help us out. Uh, comment on the episode too, please. Um, if anything, you know, we say just be like, whoa, whoa. Head right down to the comments. Uh, this episode and the whole season of the Midtown Madness podcast is brought to you by the awesome people over at Two Men and a Garden. Whether you like it mild or hot, chunky or cantina style, the people over at Two Men have you covered. And let me tell you, Two Men and a Garden fans, they've partnered with Picklepalooza at Ballpark Village this weekend, July 22nd. Get your tickets online on the Ballpark Village website. It's going to be really cool. I'm going to try to get out there. We'll see how my Saturday goes. Uh, you can also pick up their many products at any local grocery store or online at twomenandagarden.com. Follow them on social media at Two Men Salsa on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Pete, I mean, L-O-L. We had to do it, Zach. I mean, there was only that's the only note I have next to the name that by now everybody's familiar with Malcolm Dandridge. And this week's update in Malcolm is that he's ta apparently talking to not just West Virginia, but Michigan, maybe another school. Uh, just throw out another state. It does, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter at this point, because Zach, what is abundantly clear if we haven't gotten the hint uh over the last two months it's that we are his safety school we're his backup plan we're the insurance policy imagine and... that morgantown a school in morgantown west virginia and 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 st louis university jesuit institution uh prestigious higher learning uh is the safety school it doesn't feel great, no. which is one of the many reasons. I think you just got to cut bait here. I mean, it's just. I would have cut bait as soon as he, I, I mean, the he's a tease, man. No, <laughs> no, he's not a tease. He's, he's playing us. Yes, very much so. That that's the, there's no other way to put it. I mean, it, it's, it's like the, the, we are right now in Dandridge's head. We're the girl at the bar that he's going to take home if no other girl will sleep with him. And he knows we've had eyes on him all night and we're That's not going right. anywhere. No. We're not going anywhere before those lights come up. So he's going to walk around. He's going to see if he can do better. And if he can't, we're there. And it works out for him either way. We and are I, we I, are the girl sitting on the sidewalk at Laclede's. I don't want to be that. Zach, no. I think I, I think we we should aspire to be more than that. And even if it is a position of need, even if we've got a lot of youth and experience in the front court, I, I just I, I this this is not the guy you do this for. No. Right. I mean, he's this he's a five and five guy at Memphis last season with a lot of, you know, off the record complaints about is things like his attitude and work ethic and, and, and other things like that is his locker room viability. I mean, I, I just don't think this is the guy that you, 
debase yourself for i mean this it's just not show some pride show some pride i mean not get me 10 and 10 not five and five um and even if he turned into a 10 and 10 player on the a10 which i don't think he will um i just don't like this i don't like it at all and and it's if 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 ford has said and we've said this over and over if he wants guys who want to be here and we're looking at you know a lot of these young guys coming into campus now practicing with the team a lot of positive energy coming out of it all right like it's it's exciting you're on campus it's the summer you're taking zero to two classes maybe you're with your buddies i don't know it should be pause vibes only and i don't think this guy has that vibes only no i don't i don't get it it's Dude, come take your 25 minutes a game and be happy. Yeah. It's, dude, work hard. You know, you know, maybe you're the savior. Maybe you're not. But right. the, the bet on him is not worth, like, the, the juice is not worth the squeeze at this point. The time you're wasting right now, if you are still working on Dandridge, uh, is is completely wasted because, again, if he if if he picks slew, if he comes to slew, I'm sorry, I don't see a guy that can't make up his goddamn mind, and and refuses to commit to you, being the kind of guy you want on this team. Right, like how does that how does that turn into a fan favorite? How does that turn into a leader? In the in that, the locker yeah. room. How does that turn into Tremaine Isabel in 2019? Well, at the end of the season, anyway. Yeah, well, actually, her, you may have just argued against yourself right there because Tremaine was point. he was a he was a bit of a head case coming in. He was a bit of a locker room issue for a while there, and then it, it, down the stretch, he he buckled down and and figured it out and became a team player, and it kind of worked out. I uh, not to go down the rabbit hole of, of embrace debate uh, was T uh, was Tremaine Isabel uh, a locker room issue. I, I, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've talked with Tremaine. I've tweeted back and forth with Tremaine. He's been on my show. One of my shows. Like, I wonder how much of like, he just got kept getting put in a situation that just does not fit his game. I think there's probably and truth just the somewhere frustration. In the yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and obviously you can't be that guy, but you know it comes with age, right? It comes with experience, where you can you can change and you can drop that persona or that that reputation. Sure. And and look, it, at least at least Tremaine Isabel committed. Like, it, it, if it would have been, I mean. You, you just commit, dude. Dandridge, just fight, pick a school. It, it doesn't matter. It really right. doesn't. You're not going to win a national championship wherever you go. I promise you that. But right. you can come to SLU and get 25 minutes a game, a little money on the side, and be happy. Finish your career. Be a focal point. Look good for the, the, you know, the scouts in Italy, the scouts in Germany. And... and and make a career out of this. Yeah, I agree. Or, with or that. don't. Or don't. I don't care. And I, I think your last point is a good one because I kind of wonder if he were to take 
incrementally more NIL money from a power conference school than what SLU is willing to offer or can offer, does that get him to where he needs to be overseas? Does it make it, you know, professionally? It, does he want to keep pursuing basketball this way? Is he Does he want to play overseas? Can he? Um, and what what's going to be more meaningful for his long-term career and development? Maybe he thinks it's what a power conference can, school can offer all around, but I tend to think a little more game time is a little more meaningful in that regard. Especially give in your them, last damn season. Give them more to see. And now we have a coaching staff that's really well connected overseas too. Um, I, I think if I'm, if I'm looking long-term, uh, we look more, and obviously we're biased, but slu has got a lot to offer in terms of attractiveness. But if you're looking short-term and you're going to make this decision over five figures, like a you know, 21, 22-year-old who can't see five feet ahead of him, then fine, do it. I don't care. But yeah, you're right. Just make up your mind. It's just like, that's the thing we're seeing so much of right now is there's all these dudes out here chasing NIL money and whatever. That's your life decision. More power to you. But like, go to go play where you are think your best shot is to increase your long-term yeah. financial gain. Because at the end of the day, if, what, 40 years from now, are you going to remember the 10 grand you got to play basketball your senior year of college? Maybe. Maybe that's the furthest your life goes. But, like, if you want to go further, like the $10,000 difference. So I'm assuming SLU has an offer. Other schools have an offer. Uh, actually, I don't even know if they have an offer. I'll tell yeah, you this. Schools. No. Yeah. No. What are we doing? Seriously. If you look at it, Dandridge does not want to come to SLU, clearly. That's that, that's his last, last gasp is SLU, right? If he had an offer from Michigan or West Virginia, he would have taken it. <laughs> yeah. So Dandridge, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling your bluff. You got nothing. You got nothing. You got no Michigan offer. You got no West Virginia offer. And that may be the issue, right? I mean, he he may be sitting on a static number this entire time, you know, whether it's from SLU or Memphis or West Virginia or all of the above, it may just be a kind of a flat number with very little difference in between. I, I don't know. And, 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 and yeah, are we, are we bidding against ourselves potentially if we, we go up? Um, I certainly don't want to see that happen. Not, not for this type of recruitment, not for this guy, not for this long. It's no. just not worth it to me. I mean, I think it's funny. Cause I mean, if you like, you could play in the NBL and, and make the, and make up that difference. Like, like ten thousand out, like that different. It, it's just stupid. You go, go to the. Uh, you know what, Dandridge? Do what you want. Do what you want. I don't care. Go play pickleball. I don't care. Valuable time is being wasted, though. It is. Uh, Slew, get, just go do. Go find somebody else. I don't care. Look, honestly, if you, if you like, I would respect. Like again, we're talking about a season that you have to win, Travis Ford. But I'll be damned if I won't respect you more at the end of the day 
if you were to walk away from this one and get somebody who actually wants to be here? Hmm. Well, I, I'd yeah. rather lose at that point. Cause like, it's almost like, it's almost insulting right now that, I mean, from what we've heard that, you know, how close Dandridge is to committing to slew. It's yeah. But at this point it's almost embarrassing for both parties. Correct. If he ends up here. Correct. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I, I, regardless though, I'm make up your mind this week. Make up your mind this week. I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, we got some new offers out and, and I'll tell you what, Peter, looking down this list, uh, I'm str- it's all over the map, literally. Yes. Uh, I'm struggling to remember a less geographically specific list, like as far as like recruiting targets. So this is one thing I've noticed since Charles Thomas came into the fold is he's offering guys East Coast, West Coast, North, South, Midwest. He's he really Tupac, literally Biggie, at- it doesn't matter. He is quite literally, as you say, all over the map with his offers. We actually just found out about one today, and I haven't had a full, I haven't had enough time uh, to do a full analysis on him. But that's Andrell Burton Jr., who is a 2024 recruit, a, a 6'6 wing um, out of Campus High School in Wichita, Kansas, and plays for Midwest Buckets uh, AAU. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I just found out about this guy. He credits Coach Ford with the offer, actually. So, so this is not um, a Charles Thomas situation. That's that's um, something we don't hear a lot of. No, sometimes I'll see Ford and one of the assistants, but but in this case, it's just Ford's name. The other offers he's got so far are all pretty recent, and they're from Kansas City, aka UMKC, uh, Drake, South Dakota State, and Wyoming. Um, so, so it seems like he's just oh, SIUE as well. So it seems like he's just sort of emerged as a as a viable uh, D1 player, uh, you know, a recruit of this level anyway. Um, so Slu seems to be on the early side of his of his arc, given that they've all come within the last month or two. And um, I'll, I'll have more to say about later. You know, follow us on Twitter. Um, we're we're going to be always pissed. one source. Yeah, that, that's right. Billiken recruiting. If you follow us on Twitter, you're never going to miss anybody that we offer. We'll give you a little blurb on who the guy is, what his offers are, and 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 hopefully throw in some video or or something like that as well. So we'll have that up in the next 24 hours or so um, as you're listening to this. But so that's our latest one. And Zach, I'll roll through the other ones. You know, it's it's funny because I do these recruiting bios, and then when I put them in our notes, I try and shorten them. And I've got to shorten them even more because the fact of the matter is we have a ton of new offers out this week. So many. And it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Um, so let's roll through 2024 first. Tavion Banks, Juco forward from Northwest Florida. He's about 6'7 and 200 is what he's listed out on the roster. Athletic combo forward. Uh, really likes to score at the basket, get to the rim. Doesn't shoot a lot of threes. Really efficient scorer. Um, kind of an exciting player and, and, and kind of a throwback Juco player, honestly. You know, like you, you find the, a guy who's maybe well, flew under the radar Warren. a little bit. I don't know about that, about that. Because uh, That's he literally my, like, that's like my Juco forward. We found <laughs> like some Anytime we Juco. talk about a Juco forward, it, it's Vashad Newborn. And I don't we, like. We, I, I we, we found some gems over the years. I mean, you know, Mo Jeffers, uh, oh, Justin Mo. Love. Um, I, I, Kenny Brown is one of the po- best post defenders we've ever had. See, those guys never registered as, except for Kenny Brown. 
Kenny Brown's yeah. the only one that registered as a post guy in my mind. But he's so he's kind of um, you know he, he's more of a combo forward I would call him really athletic. He got offers from Xavier and George Mason right around the same time uh, that that we offered. And if you recognize the name Tavion Banks, he actually played on the same Brad Beal elite team as Kellen Thames and Nick Kramer uh, and Brandon Miller and Nick Smith. If you're an NBA fan, um, he's from the Kansas City area. So so it, it's funny how some of those kids wind up on Brad Beal and some of the St. Louis kids wind up on Mocan. But regardless, um, that's uh, that that that's our JUCO offer. In Northwest Florida is that uh, is that the Northwest Florida? Oh, sorry, was was that Cartier Gordon? Did he go there? Yeah, he yeah. did. He okay. did. That was one of his his many stops. I think that was his last stop before Grambling. Okay, um, was Northwest Florida. So yeah, it's the same. That's actually kind of a JUCO powerhouse. So uh, good program there. Um, the next one was for Lorenzo Kaysen, who's a 6'3 point guard from Victory Christian Academy in Florida. Um, again, not somewhere we've been recruiting hard lately. And he plays AAU ball for one family, which is on the New Balance circuit, which is a new one. And I kind didn't of even interesting. know that existed. Well, a lot of people didn't. And we've been recruiting it lately. I mean, clearly we had some coaches get out to some events and 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 find some of these guys. And apparently a lot of other people are too. He's a really smart, instinctive player. Knows when to make a play, knows when to take it himself, scores on three levels. He can really defend, but he's got a ton of other offers, just a few of them. VCU, Duquesne in our conference, Seton Hall, South Florida, Tulsa, Florida Atlantic. So he's got some of those American level offers, some Valley um, offers like that. Um, but but he's got close to 20, I would say, overall. So clearly New Balance is not way under the radar. Um, and, and it's funny because we offered another point guard from that circuit, AAO Flight. They actually just came in second in the whole New Balance League competition. This kid's uh, named Lane Taylor. He's a 5'11 point guard from Farmington High School in Arkansas. Plays for his dad um, in high school. His dad's his coach. And he's really raised his profile this, this spring and summer from like a lower division recruit to a legit D1 prospect with double-digit offers. Um, small guy, like I said, 5'11 in shoes probably. But he scores a ton, especially for his high school team. He might end up being a 3,000 points high school scorer when all is said and done. But he's really an elite passer with incredible vision. Um, I would actually encourage you to find the video that we shared on this kid. Like, it's just all no-look passes. Like, just really nice dimes from this dude. Uh, pesky defender. And uh, I, I, I dare to say, Zach, that he's got a lot of Travis Ford characteristics in his game. Uh, obviously I'm making the size. You is know, he more uh, of a Danny O'Grady or is he a Travis Ford? Oh, I, I think I'd call him a mix of both. I, I'd yeah. call him a mix of both, you know, gritty, a little flashy. You said, uh, a, a, you said AAO flight. And I thought, as you said, AAO, I thought that was somebody's name. No, <laughs> like I thought it was the player's name at first. I was like, Oh, that's an, I think it stands for Arkansas athletic outreach. Oh, okay. Um, and, and Farmington is kind of in that, like, bentonville corridor and yeah. in, in, in the western part of the state um but regardless you know he's up to, to over 10 offers now little rock chattanooga umkc western illinois uh central arkansas schools like that so um so slew's probably the most attractive one so far but um he's piled them up lately i'm glad you put arkansas behind farmington i got a little excited that my uh the little southeastern part of the state got uh it has some players, but uh, I know, I know would have been cool, but, uh, but no, not, not our Farmington, not the Missouri Farmington. I just, I just drove through there Thursday night on the way down to 
Lusterville, Missouri on the Black River. Yeah, Ozark oh. country, man. Gotta love it. Be- best kept secret in Missouri, people. The Black River, I tell you what. Absolutely gorgeous. Anyway, that does not matter right now. Jaquitas Williford, yeah. Yes. Is he's he's another one. He's a six six wing, another twenty twenty four, I should say. A six 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 wing out of Las Vegas. He plays for Middlebrooks Academy in the LA area, which I think there's a few schools related to this coach whose last name is Middlebrooks. I haven't quite figured out the setup there. Um, but he's he's from Vegas and plays AAU for the Las Vegas Knicks. Again, new balance circuit. We offered a few 2024 kids basically at the same time. Talented, athletic, high-level scoring ability. Really scored a ton in, in this season of AAU. Impressive looking player. He's got a left-handed shot. He's got range. He's an active vocal defender. I really like his game. He's his other offers so far are kind of West Coasty, uh UNLV, Colorado State, Fresno State, San Jose State. So a lot of Mountain West. Um, but he's he does have Indiana State and Kansas City in there as well. Clearly, Kansas City had their coaches at the New Balance events. Long Beach State, a couple other big West schools. Uh, so so yeah, that would uh that would kind of round out his offers. Is that the the first would that be the first Billiken since H from Vegas? I believe so. Um, I can't think of another Nevada player at all, actually. Um, you know, having gone through that exercise a couple times before earlier this year, um, I, I can't think of any others. I know we've offered a couple other Vegas kids that have, you know, come and gone and not really been uh, heavily factored in. But uh, but no, I, I think he probably would be the first since age. So, yeah, big uh big shoes to fill peter go well i i just need to take a minute to uh the the knowledge on this show is uh, abilican knowledge you get on this show regardless of what i know just from peter the fact that he did an exercise where he looked at players from every state like that's 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 more than i could do uh so the knowledge you get on this show is off the charts i just want everybody to understand that um, uh, we're on a Peter appreciation, uh, episode. Uh, I appreciate that. Zach. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, but uh, go, you got, you got one more player in the 2024 class. We do. And his name's KJ Windham, a six, three combo guard with good length. He goes to Ben Davis high school in Indianapolis, uh, scored almost 15 points a game for mean streets and EYBL play this AAU season. So EYBL generally considered the top circuit, the Nike one. Uh, you know, the elusive peach jam. He made the peach jam second team uh, legit performance from this kid, uh, consistent left-handed shot. He's got range, smooth, smart game, tough player. He's got good defensive instincts, scores on three levels, but he's also a good playmaker and he's racked up a ton of offers as well. Duquesne's the only other one in the A-10, but he's got Northwestern now, Tulsa, Murray state, SIUC, Indiana state. So a lot of Valley flavor here, Florida international rice, He's got some Mac schools. He's got some Horizon schools. Um, so, so quite a list that he's put together so far. And he's just starting to get more of that like kind of major level attention. So, he's one of those kids. If he takes a step up in high school this season, if he doesn't commit early, Big Ten could potentially be all over him. Um, you know, depending on how they feel about his his size and potential. But I I would love him as an A ten level player for sure. I think the I think the main point here is that uh, Chris Thomas was most definitely at the New Balance event. Uh, I mean, this has to be. Uh, I mean, you look at 
obviously you talked about new balance being the newer one on the scene and how the EYBL is the, the Cadillac of that. Like Chris Thomas came in as a, as a evaluator of under the radar talent and the, the, the new balance circuit is nothing if not a place for under the radar talent. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, Charles Thomas, by the way, Oh, sorry, Um, I don't know who Chris Thomas is. Um, so gee, I, 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 there goes I the knowledge disagree. on this show. <laughs> I just I, brought I, us down Chris a Thomas, and I was like, that's the kid from Notre Dame who scored like 37 on us, uh, on my 21st birthday. Billiken um, killer, Billy, he's a Billiken killer, but just a one timer. Um, yeah, I mean, and this Charles is another Thomas, one. Sorry, this was Charles. actually another one of his recruit, uh, or his offers, I should say. Um, I remember seeing his name on this one, so. Uh, again, all over the map, but yeah, I, I, the new balance one was intriguing to me, Zach, and, and we can kind of take a higher level look because you and I have talked a little bit on this show and, and in private, you know, on, on some text chains and everything about how it's kind of become clear that we don't have a gigantic NIL bag at SLU to play with, at least at this point. And, and probably um, the, the Billiken victory fund is what not where it needs to be in order to compete with some of the schools. It's all as peers, you know, like your butlers and saviors and Creighton's of the world who have all beaten us head to heads on ahead on recruits. Uh, I think multiple cases in each of them in the past year or two. Um, so you got to find ways to really identify players without you know, and maybe there are guys who aren't going to necessarily break the bank. Um, I We've been, this is kind of a discussion that once we get our other uh, slew Twitter think tank guys on, I think, I think would be a good discussion topic, but what, what is the state of high school recruiting? Um, I, I've seen, you know, recent articles shared that one of the, one of the poll quotes is everybody outside the top 60 is basically screwed because of the way, recruits are being or or, sorry uh, transfers are being recruited out of the portal and if you're not a solid four star or a five star um, you're really getting overlooked and I wonder if the new balance circuit is one of these places where you you might be able to get some late bloomers who don't have super competitive recruiting situations and you can kind of sneak in there and if you're and if you're battling you know Big Ten and other power conference schools, maybe it is the Northwesterns or some of the other programs like that that you can kind of beat occasionally for these guys. So I think that might be another venue, another vehicle for finding good value recruits and maybe guys that are easier to retain in the long term. Um, Just something to kind of throw out there and think about that the EYBL is going to have all your, your, you know, for the most part, your, your top level recruits adidas is the number two and uh and then it's kind of under armor number three so if if you can really identify guys outside of those who can who can be legit a10 prospects there might be really something there um because you know they're all running events at the same time and coaches can't be at all of them let's talk about 2025 this is why i probably said chris yeah, you were looking ahead at his name. Christian Williams, uh, the mouse, or mouse as he's known uh, to locals. Vashan, point guard, 5'9". He's very small, but very quick. He's got tight handles. He changes speeds and directions quickly. He's shifty getting to the rim. He kind of knows when to take it himself, knows when to make the play. 
Um, has more of a scoring mentality than you'd think, though, given his size. Uh, and he's got a pretty reliable per- perimeter shot as well. I like watching him play defense. He's small. He knows it. He gets down. He's got quick hands, creates a ton of steals. Uh, kind of my favorite part of his game, honestly. He's got a pretty good offer list for a 5'9 kid who who has not started his junior year yet. VCU, George Mason from our conference. Ole Miss got on some of those Vashon kids in this class early. SEMO, SIUE, Lindenwood, Jacksonville State. Um, I think with that kind of offer list, um, kid who's a mile down the road from SLU, you gotta you gotta offer him. I, yes. I think this absolutely makes a lot of sense. And uh, you know, we add this to the other Vashon offers that we've got out right now. So um, I like this one a lot, um, despite his uh his small stature. Speaking of down the road, uh, a couple of 2026 offers out uh out to St. Louis kids. Uh Pete, is this a, is this a package deal we got working here? I, I don't know. It's it's interesting because the only other 2026 offers we had prior to these were the 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 white twins at Chaminade, the two um, you know, one of them's more of a small forward, one of them's more of a power forward slash center. That's right. Yeah, Jameson and Jahadi. So um these two come from John Burroughs, and I don't see them as a package deal necessarily. I mean, I think they're just teammates who happen to make up probably the most intriguing or one of the most intriguing young front front courts in high school basketball in St. Louis. And the first guy is Tristan Reed, 6'8", 220. Reed and, and Tristan, if it's triggering anything in your head, it's because he's the younger brother of Terrace Reed, who went to Chaminade before he left for Link and then went on to Michigan. Um, so like I said, he plays for John Burroughs High School and Mocan Elite is his AAU program, which is on the Nike EYBL. He's really big and really strong. He's got good length, but he's so physical and athletic for his age too. Like he, he, he really knows how to use his frame. He's generally going to look to score at the basket. He doesn't go outside much at all, but he scores quite efficiently in his own way. He dunks everything he can. One of the most efficient scorers at his age group in the EYBL. He rebounds hard, but where he's really developed already is defense um, he can shut down the four or the five, and he's a great shot blocker. Length, strength, timing, he's kind of got all of that going on. I think K-State got their offer in barely before SLU did, but those are his first two and his only ones so far. Um, again, you know, a guy this big and this good already, uh, just about to be a sophomore in St. Louis, you, you got to offer him. Uh, a local kid with that full package, you, you just got to offer him. And now the second uh, piece of this John Burroughs front court. That would be Sheik Pearson. He's six nine, teammate of Reed's over there at John Burroughs, but he's a lot lankier, much different looking player, slimmer frame. He looks a little bit longer, although I don't know if that's just the, you know, the more slender frame kind of playing, you know, tricks on my eyes there. He actually plays his AU ball for Brad Beal elite. So he'd be a competitor of, of Reed's in that, uh, in that circuit and on Nike. Uh, he's athletic. He's got nice footwork, really skilled around the rim. He hunts down offensive boards. Kind of, kind of the most fun part of his game to watch is he's always looking to get on that offensive glass for an easy putback dunk. Uh, runs the floor really well. Um, smart defensive player, and, and he's another one who's a pretty natural shot blocker because he's so long and has good instinct. Uh, Slu is is his first offer actually. He's got some other schools kind of sniffing around already, but again, a young big, this good already this offer makes a ton of sense to me. And and that seems to be Slew's strategy so far in 2026 is get on these local 
young bigs. Um, and, and the only exception would be this next offer here, Zach. Yeah, this one, uh, I'm seeing a trend with coaches' sons getting a lot of offers from us. And this one, Joseph Hartman, his dad is is not his coach, not his high school coach, but he's the Florida associate head coach, Carlin Hartman, whose previous stop was UNLV. Um, he's a 6'5", 170-ish point guard, and, and he's in Gainesville, Florida, obviously, you know, where his dad is. He goes to a school called the Rock School. I think his most recent AAU team is Southeast Elite, which is an Adidas circuit team, but he's switched around on AAU teams a lot in the last couple of years, so I'm, I'm not really sure. He's long, he's versatile, he's physical, um, got a, a kind of a complete guard skill set, but really good size already at a young age. So he's got good ball skills, a lot of smarts. He gets to the rim, a uh, good playmaker, solid perimeter shot, aggressive defender, again, just well-rounded and has a nice feel for the game. A lot of the attributes you would expect from a, a, a guy who who grew up with the game, with whose dad was a coach for so long. Uh, his dad, by the way, I think is like a Tulane Hall of Famer, uh, played, played there back in the early 90s. Um, his other offers so far, just Wichita State and Jacksonville, but um, I would expect this this list to go up pretty quickly. And I'm I'm very curious to see how Florida comes into play. You know, if he continues to develop his side, his his size, his guard skill set, he could be a nice um, rotation player in the SEC if he pans out. So uh, you never know. There's a lot of time left on these recruits, but another Florida one. And you're right, Zach, we're kind of all over the map now. Uh, Pete, speaking of all over the map, uh, what a wild finish to the most improved Billiken bracket. Uh, first of all, we have a champion. Second of all, did this competition get hijacked? <laughs> I think you may have a better perspective on that than I, because, uh, this thing kind of took on a little bit of a life of its own and it all has to do with the social media presence of our, our, our beloved Billiken legend, Chris Sloan, who wound up winning the thing. Yeah. So, uh, if you're not familiar, Barstool Sports has, uh, a, uh, a blogger, uh, content man. He does gambling stuff, uh, Rico Bosco. Um, and, uh, I guess it, I'm, I'm sure, it, you know, my best guess is that Chris Sloan and Rico Bosco, know each other from Rico Bosco being an alias um, know each other from the Super Bowl is my guess when it was in Inglewood um, and Barstool doing stuff around the stadium. Uh, that's my guess anyway, or maybe when Sloan was with the Knicks because uh, uh, Bosco is a East coast guy. Uh, but yeah, I they're friends and uh, uh, Rico Bosco has the writers uh, and so he is a little army, uh, and, right. uh, Sloan got him to, uh, get the, uh, the riders on his, uh, you know, on his team and, uh, invited him to victory. He sure did. And really where that kicked in was the, uh, was, was the final four. It yeah. wasn't the final necessarily. If you look at the final four, he got we had one matchup. That's right. We had one matchup that was Brian Conklin against Jordan Jet. You know, teammate on teammate, as we said, Warriors, legends. And Jet uh, eked that one out 53.7% to 46.3%. 82 votes came in. Pretty yeah, good number, you know, based on how the whole bracket went. And then, and then the second matchup, which got boosted by what you were talking about, 
645 votes, which is like more than I expected for this whole thing. And, and we get it just on this one matchup and, and, and a, a tally that was pretty close because both Sloan and, and his competitor in this one, John Duff are pretty good about, uh, you know, spreading the word on social media and getting all their buddies to vote for them. And, and it was, it was neck and neck for a while, but once everything transpired that you just explained there, Sloan ran away with it, 645 total votes. He got almost 73% to just over 27% for Duff. Uh, so shenanigans, was it hijacked? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to get the engagement either way, I guess. It, it was pretty wild, uh, kind of how fast, because we got quite a bit of followers through that final four that just kind of like a, a big spike. And uh, I had to, I had to poke the bear that is Rico Bosco. See if he come on the pod. He didn't answer. So I uh, poked him a little harder with his government name. He doesn't take too kindly to that. Uh, he's, he once chucked a uh, high noon can at a coworker for using his government name. Um, yeah. So wow. uh, yeah. Anyway, um, you can see it on video. That's not a legend. He actually did that. Um Nice guy. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, I'm sure, but I thought it was a bit, but he got a little, he got a little mad and sent us a DM, but I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't air DMs. I don't, unless, you know, plus I actually have to, uh, um, just kind of talk around them. Yeah. There's no point. It, it wasn't anything bad. He just he was like, why'd you say my name? So do uh, we have to do? Do we have to send Sloan a little uh, a medal or a trophy or a crown or something now? I mean, I'm gonna send it. No, we he wins a solo cup. It's the cup. It's a cup. Ah, uh, that makes win. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I don't think we do. I think Sloan should send us a trophy. I mean, he still owes me for. Uh, you know, I'll I'll generously say I did a majority of work in some of our uh, you know last semester marketing class projects that we had together and. He was very, very much on his senior cool. slide. I was a junior at the time. And so, uh, yeah, I would say Sloan owes me, if anything. Oh, at this point. I haven't it. forgotten. That's it, I Chris Sloan. We're calling in. <laughs> We're calling it in here. 19 years ago, and people don't forget. No, people don't forget. What was that line from Superbad? People don't forget. <laughs> after, uh, yeah, the guy who peed in his pants or whatever in third grade. Um. We don't know if Sloan ever peed his pants. We don't. Um, Not just, confirmed. No. Um, alleged. Uh, let's talk the summer league. By the way, uh, thanks to everybody who voted in the most improved Billiken um, tournament. I, I, again, it took on a life of its own, and it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad we got some some players uh, to connect online with with Billiken fans that may not be fully aware. may not know who John Duff was, uh, not know who, I mean, who else chimed in on Twitter? Uh, I think it was uh, just Duff. Well, no, I mean, well, Duff I mean, guys did, that I, they wouldn't know. Conklin, Conklin definitely did. Yeah. You know, um, the, the luck to Felds, uh, we, at least one of them did, uh, obviously Duff and Sloan did a lot. I actually like looking at a lot of the results here. I had to feel bad for like the older players who either aren't on Twitter or who we haven't found. Cause I think there's some of the most uh, compelling cases in this, in this tournament, but most of them dropped out in the sweet 16 because 
when you look at the elite eight, Conklin, Vayukas, Evans, Jet, Duff, Harris, Lowe, Sloan, that's only two guys who didn't play in, uh, you know, post 2000. I, I think a lot of these guys have just escaped the memory or, you know, like we said before, we've got maybe younger people following us on Twitter or listening to the show who don't necessarily remember those guys, but had they looked up the stats, I think some of these would have gone the other way for sure. I think the slew Twitter think tank should get together on their episode and crown a regular season champion. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's by committee. Um, let's talk summer league. Uh, Jordan Goodwin. Uh, sounds like he got a little dinged up, but also, you know, He's big into the Suns' plans. We talked about his first performance and how he had a really good first half and didn't do much in the second half. Well, he he what he did get. I think he bruised his knee or something like that. And there, he had some lingering soreness, and they didn't want to take any chances with him, so they kind of put him on the bench for the rest of the uh, summer league season, which is just a few more games, uh, to be honest. But the big news out of Suns camp, and and as far as Goodwin is concerned. They traded Cameron Payne away and, you know, for, for picks and they signed ball, 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 ball. I get the sound wrong there sometimes. I think it's more of a ball, ball, ball um, to a, a one year deal. So, so that gives them a huge tax bill saving somewhere between 18 and 30 million, depending on, uh, you know, who you believe on Twitter, but that gives Goodwin a clear lane to the backup point guard position which they they think brad beal is going to handle at least to start the season um this is great news for jordan goodwin i mean like it it seems like he's all but a lock to make the opening day roster and he may very well be a a rotation player here pretty soon the next della vadova ladies and gentlemen (laughs) he's gonna make millions off this son's championship I would I would love nothing more. You know, yes. like I I can't say that's an interesting collection of players they have out there. Uh, you know, between Beal and and Durant and uh Aiden and 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 Booker. I know some of those guys are polarizing among um, you know, some of our more avid NBA watchers, but it's it's a great opportunity for Goodwin. And and at the end of the day, that's that's what I care about in terms of uh you know what's happening here. I I would I would love nothing more than for them to go on a run and him to be a big piece of that. He I really can't. Uh, they they really need to release the schedule uh, for mm. the for the NBA so we can try to get down to Phoenix for a game and try to interview Jay Good in person. I don't know. That's ambitious. Can I drag you? Can I drag you to Phoenix? I I like I like where your head's at. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's that ambitious, man. I think we got it in us. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you just arrange a babysitter for me and uh and and because if I tell my if I tell my wife, yeah, I'm gonna leave for a while, I'm going to Phoenix, I'm going to an NBA game, and uh oh, but it's for the podcast. Hey, there you go. Easy, easy. (laughs) That's that's the key right there. That's the key. Uh, you're saying it is it's it's the lock, but it's the key. Uh Yuri Collins, who we are probably more interested in what he's doing in the summer league due to him needing to play well in this league. Yeah, so he started in their final summer league game, uh, which was a 101, oh, sorry, 108, 101, lost to Toronto. He played 23 minutes and he was plus three overall. 
he actually scored three points on a three pointer uh, on, on the, he was one for two from the perimeter. Uh, and then he ended up with seven assists and six turnovers. So a little bit of a mixed bag there, but, uh, but you gotta like the dimes. You gotta like him hitting a three um, after not really being a scoring threat at all throughout summer league play in the previous three games, he kind of, you know, didn't do a whole lot. He got 16 minutes and one 12 and another didn't play in the, in a, in a, I think the one in between those two and his numbers, you know, not really much going on there. You re, so I, I would have had to watch all of these games all the way through to get a better sense of, of overall what was going on there. But um, you know, I know he had a few games that really stood out and I don't know. I don't know what his opportunity is from here, Zach. He was back at slew practice yesterday, uh, hanging around with the fellas, but I, I, I know his, he'll play, he'll play pro somewhere. It might not be in the NBA right away. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where he goes, whether he gets a G league deal or ends up overseas. Um, speaking of overseas, uh, Bruce Zhang, he's on campus practicing with a team. We had our, we had our uh, covert op catch him the other week, and or was it last week? I don't remember. Anyway, he's practicing. We had a first look at Adam. He looks pretty good too, Zach. I, I I don't know what you thought in the very limited, you know, sort of highlights we got, but what what really stood out to me is he had a nice looking three three ball. I mean, like he's got kind of a soft touch uh, that I did not quite. I didn't see a whole lot of it in the limited highlight videos we got of him. Uh, when we were recruiting him and and after he signed, there just wasn't much out there on him. Uh, that was, I was pretty convinced by that three point stroke though. I mean, that looked, that looked good to me. I trust your, uh, I have not been online <laughs> at all other than to prep for the show. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, I-, I liked him on that video, man. Like I thought he was skillfully ready Um to play at this level uh again you're showing the best of the best it's social media so uh you can't i mean i he just looks like he has the talent and the the ability to move he 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 just looks smooth and um for his size for sure and his age yeah he does i mean he's seven one and kind of a mystery (laughs) to us so like you're are we just getting a big stiff who may like over time, uh, you know, see his kind of skills and athleticism merge a little bit better into something we can use? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, and and certainly based on what we've got at our center position right now, it's going to be an opportunity for everybody, especially depending on whether as a weirdo is going to be eligible or not, which we still don't know yet uh, this season or, 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 you know, whether he gets a waiver. So uh I can't wait to see what this kid can do. You know, very, very excited. I like the limited flashes we've seen. Like you said, he does move well. The other thing I noticed, he kind of looked a little soft in his high school, prep school, whatever you want to call it, videos, a little bit. Looked to be in great shape, too. So um, he seems he seems ready to me. Um, Pete, there's two left to arrive. That would be Abubakar Magasa, I think, who's supposed to be around any day. And then uh, the guy we talked about last week, George A. Churchich, um, they should be the last two. And and I wouldn't be surprised if they both end up here before the end of the month, which would be great. Um, I, I'm just going to call Abubakar the boob. Uh, he's just okay. the boob. 
the boo. Uh, yeah, we'll no, see if that I, catches on. Yeah, we'll, we'll try it. Uh, shirts and stuff too. NIL, right? Um, yeah. Can they like? Obviously, they can't sign deals, but can they go into business for themselves? I would imagine. International players. Yeah. Well, I can mean, they not make money? Is it they that can. they can't make money? They can't. On I, their I think it just can't be on American soil. Um, so it, it has to be like when they're back home, so, uh, the, the way when we, that. when we had Harriman on and he kind of explained it a little bit, it sounded like it's more of a technicality and it's not that hard to get around and it's kind of a timing thing. And, um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not worried about it. I think NIL is going to be a factor, but I think it's just going to be a little, a little bit different for the international kids. Um, maybe not necessarily as obvious it is as it is for some of the American players. With all due respect, Peter, to SLU women's soccer, um, I think the most exciting, and I really hope you you stuck around, you've stuck around in the, on this show until this point, and uh, continue to listen because men's soccer is by far the most exciting thing happening at St. Louis University uh, in athletics, especially uh, Pete. I, I mean. I've been saying this for a couple years now, but I think the Billikens are playing for a national championship within five years. Well, I, I think they're what they say to each other is that they're playing for one every year. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, we've, we've finally seen them get back into the tournament and make some noise and look like a consistent threat again. Right. And I think once you get to that level and then you bring in a class like this, it's, it's, it's clear that you're sticking around, that you're, you're there to play. And this incoming class of 13 players was officially announced this week. And it includes seven transfers and six freshmen, the top ranked incoming class per top drawer soccer, Zach. I mean, this is um, it's not one that's like super top heavy. It's not like they've got, the top few kids out of high school or anything like that. They've just got a lot. They've got everything. And it's, it's an, it's a really high level of talent and it's really deep. And the blend of high school and transfers means you've got experience, you've got exciting youth. Um, I, I think you're right. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them really threaten for a national title sooner than, than the window that, uh, that you've given. Yeah. This first player, uh, is I think the low key gem of this class. And I think the, the, the soccer coaches feel that way as well. Uh, and, and they're really hyped up about this kid. And, uh, it's Jeremy Abanel, a goalkeeper from France. He transferred from NAIA mid American Christian university, uh, and he was uh, an All-American at the NAIA level. And he played uh, very high-level youth, um, you know, youth soccer, youth football in France uh, and actually played with Mbappe for a while. Which is incredible. Um, yes. Mbappe, <laughs> for any anyone not initiated, is one of the few best players in the world. Uh, young, really incredible player, exciting showed out at the world cup and he's one of the best, just one uh, incredible player. Uh, can't, can't say enough about that. And uh, I'm sure he's 
you know, like that kind of experience, bringing that into a American college soccer locker room is, is an amazing thing to be able to talk about. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. He could be kind of one of the steals of this class for sure. Uh, let's talk about this second one, Pete. Tanner Anderson, Zach, is a midfielder from Quincy, Notre Dame, uh, where SLU has always recruited over the years, um, going way back. And St. Louis Scott Gallagher was his club team. Should be a familiar name to you know anyone who kind of pays attention in the uh, in the St. Louis soccer community for sure. Uh, Cole Doherty, a defender out of Rockwell Heath High School in Texas and Solar Soccer Club MLS next. Uh, Pete, I'm really excited about this next one. Galen Flynn is a midfield transfer from Fordham. He's originally from West Hartford, Connecticut. And Zach, what is it? Is it just that he's an in-conference transfer that we stole I, one? Not not so much that, but as, as much as his name has been all over, uh, you know, stat sheets. Um, he's won an A-10 championship. Mm -hmm. uh, he just, he's on the all-conference teams. Uh, I mean, and to get him from a power, a, a, a soccer heavy school like Fordham is big time. Yeah. And they beat out Kentucky, Syracuse, West Virginia, all of those really good soccer programs um, for his services. Um, you know, Kalish said he, they're familiar with them. He really likes his physical profile. Um, he thinks he's a hard worker and has the right mentality for their system. So I would, I would not be surprised to see a lot of him right away. Uh, the Billikens head, uh, for a, a European player with this next one is Diego Konings. He's a defender transfer from Campbell, uh, but he's originally from the Netherlands. This next one also has been kind of hyped up on social media quite a bit due to where he's been playing. Yeah. And that would be Carlos Leatherman from awesome St. Paul. Name. Yeah, it is. I think we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago too, but from St. Paul, Minnesota, he's a midfielder who went to central uh, high school in 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 St. Paul and plays for uh, Minnesota United's academy team, um, and then uh, he was an MLS Next All Star. Zach, yeah, uh, if your name's uh, Carlos Leatherman, you have to play with uh, the the leather, the old brown leather ball. You you have to. <laughs> it should be required uh, in the the laws of the game. I'm excited too that one of the other schools that we we beat for his services was Creighton. Absolutely, uh, we know, got one back. Coming, coming from Minnesota, seeing their facility and everything, and still going to SLU. I really, I, I like that one. That made me happy. We got one back for um, Brock Vice. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> uh, the Billikens got a goalkeeper transfer from Regis University and the University of Denver. But he's a local kid out of Priory High School originally. Greg Lahamadu. I I almost had I I knew where I had to go, but I couldn't get there. And is that how we're pronouncing it? Because he has the the biggest disconnect I've ever seen of first name and last name. He has one of the most French looking last names I've ever seen, and his first name's Greg, uh, and he's from St. Louis. So I, I didn't quite know what to do with that. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of like what the French like version of Greg is. I wouldn't even but know. All I can think of is uh, cousin Greg from, uh, from, uh, from succession. Yeah. I can't pronounce French at all either. So uh, he's just Greg. We're heading back to Texas with this next one, Pete. 
Marcos Moore is a forward out of Houston, Kempner High School, and Rise SCMLS next. Um, he was a uh, you know top seventy-five player coming out of high school. Twenty twenty-two, uh, United Soccer Coaches All American. Twenty twenty-two, Youth Boys National Player of the Year. He was an MLS Next All Star the year before. Uh, I think he's got uh, a lot of firepower, Zach, and and it's I you got to love to see a, a forward who's got accolades like this. I think we're going to get some production out of him. Uh, Lawson Redmond, and you love to see a transfer from Indiana. Originally oh, yeah. from Glen Carbon, Illinois, uh, out of Edwardsville High School, the Tigers of Edwardsville. You yeah, like this I mean, one I... even better. This next one's even better, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, for sure. And for, for two reasons for me, he's, this, he's a St. Louis kid, uh, University of Dayton transfer and went to Chaminade for high school. So uh, that's that's a good profile for me all around. And he's a, he's a really solid defender. Uh, Jack Sullivan, uh, a midfielder out of Laurel Springs High School in Bethesda, Maryland and Colorado Rapids. 2022 MLS Academy Player of the Year. Uh, you got to love that uh, right there. And he picked Slew over Cornell in Maryland. Unbelievable. Uh, this next one has a great first name. It's it's just a great name altogether. Yeah. Axel Torres from he's, he's another forward down from the Houston area, Cypress Park High School and Rise SC MLS next. Uh, that is a fantastic name. He's going to become a kind of a fan favorite for that right away. I, I think Axel, Tor it would have been even cooler if it was Axel Torres out of Cypress Hill High School uh, in Houston. That would have made it, <laughs> that would have just put it Close. all together. Close. Uh, Pete, I got a bonus trivia question with this next one, and I know nobody's going to know it. Uh, so Including I'm just going to give, I'm just going to give the answer. Uh, Matthew Roble, a forward transfer from St. Bonaventure, originally from Mississauga, Ontario. This trivia question goes out to Carter Chapley, the chap daddy. Uh, who was the, the, this will be the second transfer, second ever transfer from St. Bonaventure, who is a Canadian citizen. Uh, and the original is Stephen Bordelone, uh, played wow. with the, uh, Alex Sweeten teams. Uh, I believe like uh, 2012, 2011, 2013, maybe. Uh, yeah, transfer from Bonaventure. Don't ask me how I know that. Well, weren't those your year? Were you still around yeah. at that time? Yeah. Okay. That's how I know that. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, <laughs> um, Pete on the volleyball side. Uh, the season is coming up fast, and it's. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team grow under new head coach Andrea Beatty. Uh, but we got first up, we got Trinity Luckett, uh, officially introduced uh, freshman from Bentonville West High School in Arkansas, where she was an all-state player. Uh, coach Beatty really talked up her defensive abilities, and that is something sorely lacking. Yeah, for sure. And then in, in the second piece of this uh you know three member incoming class um addie lyon is a redshirt sophomore from mizzou we were excited about her you know just getting her you know a local to transfer from mizzou back closer to home she's from o'fallon missouri went to o'fallon christian high school and uh, coach Beatty called her a standout setter who's uh resilient dedicated she made it sound like she's really been through a lot and kind of persevered and and has a high character that she brings to the team. And in, in addition to being, uh, you know, 
a great setter. So nice addition for us right there. I want to say she was injured, uh, but also yeah. the, she, her, the funny thing was uh, her not playing in that game was the reason the dude was playing setter uh, from what I understand. Like she oh, would that, have been there. Game. She would have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, Josie Newcomb is the final of the three freshman from Davies County High School in Owensboro, Kentucky. She racked up 400 kills in her season's senior season. Beatty called her competitive and aggressive and a great fit for this team style. Beatty is absolutely targeting competitors. Um, if you have that competitive fire that uh, Beatty's going to want to find you somewhere. So uh, yeah. yeah, exciting things going on, not only with men's soccer, but also women's volleyball. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it for the week in Billiken athletics. Um, I, I, I gotta, if you're still on this part, you care more about more than just basketball. So seriously, figure out soccer tickets, figure out volleyball tickets, because both of these, these programs, volleyball is going to be on the rise. Uh, soccer is absolutely going to compete for a national championship this year. Um, and, and when I say, you know, compete or play for a national championship within five years. I'm taking into account that getting to the national championship is extremely hard that, that game getting to the final. So I think that within five years, they will be in the final and I think they'll win it when they do. Um, So it's true of the women's side too. I mean, the fall sports are just going to be really compelling this year. Both of those soccer teams are going to be excellent. Um, You know, the a 10 goes through St. Louis on, on both the men's and women's side. So uh, yeah, get a season ticket for both of those. What are you doing? You know, I wanted to shout out. I don't remember. I don't know who said it. Um, oh, it was Gel- Chris Geldemacher. See Geldemacher. Um, I guess the transfer rules don't suck if you're at the top of the food chain in a sport. So this must be what it feels like to be Duke in basketball when it comes to this <laughs> this men's soccer um, recruiting class. Also, uh, Lipscomb. This Lipscomb game in Nashville. End of August. Make a trip. Have some fun. Go to Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. I think that Instagram model bartender is still working there. They're um they're a good program too. I mean, that like some yeah. of these teams, you know, that we we see like, oh, the teams that you were either playing or we're getting players from, like Central Arkansas and Campbell and Lipscomb, and some of these teams that you you might not you think of them as buy games in basketball, but but some of these soccer programs are very legitimate. So uh yeah, don't overlook those at all. And uh, and yeah, you're right. Nice, easy road trip to go see them too. Well, yeah, that is it uh, for us this week. Uh, if you uh, haven't already, uh, follow us on Twitter at Midtown Mad Pod, at Peter is a tweeter, at Zach Miller MMP, on Instagram slash threads at Midtown Mad Pod. If we're still trying to do threads, I kind of don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but we also appreciate any and all suggestions you have for the show. Go subscribe on all platforms. If you haven't left a review, that'd be great. Uh, five stars is awesome. As always, Pete, go Bills. Go Bills.